welcome to a special edition of the phnx d-backs podcast right here on phnx my name is derek montilla of course i am your mayor of southwest bias uh, mm. and phnx uh this guy is my very supportive vice mayor oh he's espo's over here flipping me espo's off but he knows bitter. it's true he knows it's true <laughs> and he can't stand it but uh, this is, uh, once again, my vice mayor, the Thundersick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, we've got one more weekend of spring training games. We've got we exhibition games coming on Monday and Tuesday. We do. And then a week from tomorrow, we have opening day. So exciting. So exciting. And what we had today was a day off. And you know who hates that? This guy. It's this weird. guy hates these days off. He's going to be so sad when uh, spring training is over. I know it. Even though we're two I blocks away from Chase miss- Field. Two things. Let's hear it. I'm going to miss Salt River Fields <laughs> so because much. it is absolutely a gorgeous <sighs> place to play a baseball game. And just the weather watch, has been be incredible just it, yeah. to be there. Uh, just an incredible facility. The other thing I'm going to miss is our spring training uh, lower third logo that you see on the oh, screen right now if you're man. joining us on YouTube. You are wrong. It's that is sick. fire. That is uh, fire. Is that, is that Eric's work? Is that, that, is that I, Eric? I don't know. But that, that might not be going away. We might not be going away with that. So stay tuned as to what I mean, we got cooking up. It's not going to spring training anymore this time next week, Derek. Here's the thing. I believe it was Eric. Uh, It was Eric. And uh, I appreciate everybody in the chat saying that I ran away with Southwest bias today. Uh, It wasn't it wasn't even close. I destroyed Espo. He's still flipping me off. He's coming out of rooms. I didn't even know he was in. He's yelling about stuff. He doesn't want me to talk about my victory anymore. But uh, I do want to thank you guys for being here. And uh, a very, very important thing today for us is uh, today is a PHNX community day. And we are very excited to be partnering together with a very special organization like Ryan House. Uh, And we are very excited for today to be a day where uh, all of our super chats during our broadcast are going to be donated to Ryan House. So if you guys could help us out in any way, we would love you so much for that. And we would love to put some money uh, towards a very, very good organization. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, Ryan House provides uh, care, palliative care, and respite to Arizona children with life-threatening conditions uh, and, and end-of-life care, which is very difficult, uh, even yeah. as a parent, for me to talk about that. Chokes me up a little bit. But a uh, big shout-out to Ryan House for everything they do, and we are very happy to be supporting them today, uh, not only here on this show, but on all the shows today. So uh, we've already raised a, a tremendous amount of money, and I thank everybody that's, that's participated in that uh, for doing so. Uh, but Jesse... First, we gotta get we gotta get a little angry, I, I guess, or or I guess address some comments that were made. Uh, we these two right here, these guys, we spent a lot of time yesterday devoting our day to the World Baseball Classic, and it did not disappoint. Uh, there <laughs> we was spent a lot of time devoted to the World we Baseball did, Classic. We did. Yesterday. Well, yes, yeah, we were live for four hours yesterday. That was just fact. yesterday. <laughs> that was just yesterday. I mean, we have we've kind of uh, been a big uh, bit watching this tournament quite a bit. Uh, and I don't think at any point did we have any complaints. Uh, I think that so far this tournament uh, had absolutely delivered going into last night's championship game. And it was just absolutely an incredible ending uh, for this tournament. And we got some super chats coming in. Hey. Mark Solera. Mark, let's go. Thank you so much. $20 super chat from Mark. Uh, $10 super chat from Andrew. You guys are the best. Thank you guys so much. 
Um, goes directly to Ryan House. Goes you're directly not to Ryan a House. Penny today, yeah, I so promise we, I we won't. Really yeah, we're not it. eating lunch with this one, you know, for sure. But yeah, yeah. Yesterday, super chats yeah, super were just chats. to pay for yeah. our meals, yeah, but today we're we're taking a day <laughs> off from that. Uh, just just for today. <laughs> oh my God, Giselle, get out of here. We thank you so much. Uh, Giselle's the best. Uh, super chat from Giselle for forty nine ninety nine. Holy cow! Thank you guys. Uh, this is this is already off to an incredible start. Uh, just once again, like last night's uh, championship game was, it was a blast to watch. We had so much fun yeah. doing our our live show during it, our watch along. It was but great. It actually like kind of flew by. It, it really was, did. We were going into it. We were a little nervous. Like, yeah. wow, we're really going to be live for about four and a half consecutive hours. But it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate everyone who hopped in the chat and and uh kept us entertained Absolutely. although we didn't really need anything to keep us entertained uh but we, were we had all a pretty right. damn good baseball game we had a game pretty darn good baseball game to watch uh even if mad dog russo wasn't quite as impressed by it as maybe he should have been mad dog russo has kind of stolen the spotlight a little bit today like he does at times uh with his takes uh and he made some wild comments about Shohei Otani uh and Mike Trout just straight up disrespectful comments yeah. about Mike <laughs> Trout I'm sure you've seen this uh I'm sure you've seen these comments Tay Elizabeth shout out to Elizabeth for our super chat $20 for Elizabeth uh for the ongoing <laughs> uh Taylor Swift titles let's go uh, 193 and counting don't forget um do we want to? I mean, we, we're not going to play his. I'm sure no, you guys have seen I, it. Legally, we don't feel, I don't think we're allowed to play. We don't want to get a probably, violation probably for it, but it, you've yes. seen it. Uh, Jesse, do you want to address the comments that were particularly sure. egregious? Sure. Yes, I would love to. Um, so first of all, what did what did Mad Dog say? The topic of conversation was the the at bat, and if you know, yeah. if you watch the game, you know what at bat I'm talking about, right? It is the at bat that that ended the game. When Shohei Otani was on the mound for Japan facing his teammate, Mike Trout, at the plate with literally two outs in the ninth inning in a one-run game, you couldn't have really scripted it any better than that. That's the at-bat that we're talking about. Everyone has talked about, you know, just uh, not everyone, <laughs> most people have talked about how extraordinary <laughs> that was and, and just what oh. an incredible uh, moment that was at the end of an extraordinary two weeks of, of World Baseball Classic uh, which we all which we all have enjoyed so much. Um, but Mad Dog was not as impressed by that at bat as a lot of journalists around uh, around the world were. Um, so he basically said this today on on ESPN. I believe this was on first take. He said, we're going to make this out to be an epic at bat. Really? He went on to compare it with the Kirk Gibson uh, Eckersley at bat from way back in the day. God, old people love um, that at bat. Yeah, so it is, much. yeah. They Some people are just that at bat. nothing will ever compare to that moment, which no. which in its own way is is fair. I mean, obviously that was an extraordinary, extraordinary baseball moment. Uh, but uh, later on, Mad Dog said, "Why? Because they're teammates." Uh, and then he talked about how Trout does nothing but strike out. Trout struck out twice in the game. Everybody talks to me about how Trout is DiMaggio. I mean, Trout, Trout strikes out 175 times a year, basically making it out to uh, making the case that that at bat that happened at the end of the game was actually not anything super crazy. Like Mike Trout strikes out a lot. Uh, you know, they're teammates, but like we see teammates face off, you know, in the World Baseball Classic. That's certainly a thing that, that we've seen at other times. What what was so special about that? Mad Dog just just didn't get it, Derek. 
Yeah, uh, Trout strikes out 175 times a year. Um, I mean, I guess we we can I, fact check that. We, I, I think that's probably could. pretty close to true. Mike Trout doesn't strike out a little. He does um, strike out quite a bit. He is a guy. He hasn't that tends struck to, out 175 times. He's only ever reached 175 strikeouts. That was back in 2014. Yep. Uh, so that that claim hold, in itself, he's, he's holding on to one time that yeah, it happened. But, yeah, but it's um, fair. Trout does strike out a fair amount, and I understand where he's coming from. That like, why would this be so special when it ended in a strikeout, which is yeah. something that happens kind of a lot. But he's just so missing the point, Derek, because Shohei Otani is not just any teammate. Shohei Otani is a guy who literally hits in the same lineup that Mike Trout does. Right. Uh, this is a different situation than what we see. Uh, when you have other teammates facing just, off in the World Baseball Classic. It's, it's unique in a way that you can't compare it to anything else, and that's why it's so cool. Yeah. Like, stop trying to compare it to Gibson versus Eckersley, right? Like, first of all, I just want to bring up, there was a great YouTube show called Heaven, Inc., and it was about heaven being like an office, and there was a guy that worked in the miracles department that was being downsized, and he was trying to <laughs> save his job. So he was explaining to his boss how he was responsible for the Kurt, uh, Kurt Gibson home run. And he was ah. detailing the entire event about Gibson coming up on two bad knees <laughs> and Eckersley being dominant and the whole thing. And then the person who he was having this meeting with proceeded to put on an Oakland A's hat and then fire him. It's a great scene, but it's the only thing I think of when I think of the Gibson and Eckersley situation. Uh, I think that, to be honest... There's a lot of underestimating here. I think uh, Damon or somebody else said it that maybe he just came in to work today and decided to be contradictory or take this contradictory point of view because nobody that watched the World ba Baseball Classic didn't enjoy it. And I don't know how in a million years, if you enjoyed baseball at all, how you could watch the Otani Trout at bat with the game on the line, two outs, Top of the ninth, sure. Like, the only thing that would have made it better is bottom of the ninth, right? Where he could have walked yeah, it off, yeah. maybe with a guy on instead of it just tying the game. But regardless, it was a huge moment. And it came, like, how often do championship games come down to a final shot or a final at bat? Not very fucking often. Not in this case. Not in this context where it's one game that they're playing against each other. There is no tomorrow. There's no series. Like, everything about this there's I, it's like I no one should have to explain to you why it, it was a big moment. Nobody. And and there's no reason why you should have a have any trouble seeing that. But I think this this screenshot of his co-hosts really says it best <laughs> when it comes to delivering uh, delivering how we all feel about Mad Dog's comments. Do we got that, Damon? This is how this is how all of us felt, right? It's Stephen A. Smith. And yeah, yeah. This is just. There's also there was also kind of a hilarious progression with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it where went, if, it you went from like, if you watch the video, yeah, it's like raised eyebrows first, and then it's kind of confusion, and then it's utter confusion, and then it's this shot of him covering his face because he can't believe the words that are coming out of Mad Dog's mouth. but I don't want to take anything away from like the Gibson Eckersley moment because sure. it genuinely is one it of the really, one of the is. best right. one of the best moments right. in, in Major League Baseball history. Uh, but even then, last I checked, uh, Dennis, Dennis Eckersley did not bat 
uh, right? I mean, I guess he did sometimes. He had 196 career plate appearances, and he hit 133 in his career, <laughs> right? Uh, it was not that Kirk Gibson and Dennis Eckersley, you know, they yeah. were never in the lineup hitting third and fourth together, yeah. right? Yeah, this is sure. a completely different situation, and uh, I understand it ended in a strikeout. I, I think this moment could have been even bigger if, you know, Mike Trout had homered or something, you know, something like that had happened. Uh, but this was still a crazy moment in its own right. Mike Trout swung and missed three times in this plate appearance, which is not something that happens very often for a guy like Mike Trout. Codify actually has the exact amount of times that this has happened. Uh, per a tweet from Codify, uh, if you aren't impressed, you should be. Mike Trout has had three swinging strikes in only 24 of his 6,174 career MLB plate appearances. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Jesse was – he did he did the well actually Jesse thing because that's what he does, <laughs> that's right? That's what I do. <laughs> because he did he did say that, like, obviously three swinging strikes in, a, in an at-bat yeah, isn't very common. Yeah, even if you strike out right? a lot, you're probably not going to do it by swinging and missing three times. Three times. You might foul right. off a pitch. You might, you know, you might take a strike or something. So, yeah. But even so, it's not something that happens often at all um, for Mike Trout in particular, right? To get yeah. Mike Trout to swing and miss three times in one at-bat is is quite an accomplishment and uh and it was also this wasn't just any uh any old at bat for Shohei Otani either right yeah uh, we talked about his face how Shohei Otani <laughs> normally looks oh, so happy yeah. and wholesome oh, and it got me so fired up and his face yeah. in that at bat there's uh we don't have it but there's uh there's a picture floating around social media as well Shohei Otani put on a little game face when Mike Trout came to the plate that you don't see from him he very did. often he also just visibly, we talked about this yesterday, you could tell he was just putting like more effort into his pitches, yeah. like just his his yeah. mechanics. Like he was he was throwing harder than we've seen him really try to throw. And it was it was he bounced a 102 yeah, mile an hour fastball <laughs> like he was trying to blow Mike Trout yeah. away. And and it wasn't with the fastball, but eventually that he slider, did exactly that, that slider at the end, though, was a beautiful, perfect pitch. Yeah. Uh, Mark Solera. Another 1989 for Taylor Swift's best best album. There I got that go. reference. I got that <laughs> reference, and I appreciate it. Uh, and my 11 year old daughter also also would appreciate that. That's her favorite album. Uh, he says because T Swift and Ryan House is the best, and I completely agree. Uh, but we've talked about the Arizona Diamondbacks, their participation in the World Baseball Classic. It's been uh, fun to see. Obviously, Merrill Kelly's results uh left something to be desired but uh they actually have had a pretty significant of uh history of having uh players participate in the world baseball classic hasn't been around that long right dating yeah. back to what 2006 2006 was the, the first, first one. one it's happened five times and there's very no pattern whatsoever in the years that they've happened in 2006 2009 2013 2017 and then 2023 so I guess they were doing it every three years, and then they were doing it every four years. And then we had COVID, which kind of messed up. Which with that. We'll, we'll be back to three years. Now we'll we're going back to twenty twenty six, right? Yeah, but exactly. Um, yeah, they've they've definitely had a history of having a lot of guys, a lot of names here, uh, a lot of names here that I remember and make me smile. Right? Just fun, fun memories. Oh right? man, Miguel Batista and Edgar Gonzalez were their first two participants. Miguel Batista uh, for Team Dominican Republic, and Edgar Gonzalez for Team Mexico. Miguel Batista, often a name uh, that doesn't really get, I think, enough credit for yeah. his time here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
Uh, he was always a very, very good pitcher for them and played a significant role in that World Series uh, yeah. season for sure. Edgar Gonzalez, uh, uh, not, not quite as good of a career. Uh, no. Edgar Gonzalez finished with a 5.92 career ERA. Uh, he had some flashes of being a decent pitcher for the Diamondbacks. Never, never quite able to get over the hump. But uh, I think for any, I think baseball fans more than like fans of any other sport, maybe just love like reminiscing about the good old days with uh, just random guys. Yeah, there's right? some good old guys. There's like, some good guys on this list. Like Eddie Edgar Gonzalez yeah. and Miguel Bautista, yeah. and like we're gonna talk about Ray Fuentes and like <laughs> these guys that that are yeah, like you probably haven't thought about them in a while and they weren't exactly spectacular players but this is what baseball fans do Derek we oh, love yeah. to we love to reminisce about about the good old days and think about players who you know uh, we're, we're never necessarily stars or anything but guys who bring back some good memories from way back when yeah yeah uh and it's because at times we we embraced and loved these guys and I also think that it shows that there is uh I don't know there's something about a history uh where it comes to that uh, I see in the comments that Andrew said no answers to my pop quiz at the start of the stream. Uh, Andrew, hit us with your pop quiz questions. I did not. Uh, we didn't get those. So uh, I don't know if they just didn't come across. I think if you put them in like before the stream starts, we might then not see we them on the We side. can't see them. So yeah, yeah. maybe that's what's happening there. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you, when I look at this list, there's a lot of guys. Willie Bloomquist, obviously, the uh, coach yeah. of the uh, ASU Sun Devils now. Uh, Heath Bell. David Hernandez, some big bull bullpen arms for this team at one point, uh, and and Paul Goldschmidt, obviously, uh, still 2017 when he played for Team USA. Uh, there you go. I loved Martin Prado. Uh, he was a guy that was kind of around in my early days of uh, covering this team. Like you and, loved him, like as a person. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like or, like it's kind of weird because when I look at some of these names, I kind of think of like covering this team when i first started doing this and sure. uh prado was always a, a really 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 nice uh guy in the clubhouse and honestly just a lot of fun he was just always like i don't know there's something about those guys that always try to make baseball enjoyable you don't see it like the, it really comes out during the world baseball classic you know yeah there's nothing uh more more credible to me than eduardo escobar just sitting in in the dugout playing a bongo drum Right. I don't know what the context was. Right. He was just hanging out, playing a ball. Like, we just need more of that. Like, baseball kind of needs that. And I think that sometimes baseball needs to get out of its own way when it comes to not like letting guys just be a little bit more loose, have a little bit more fun in the dugout, on the, uh, you know, celebrating on the field. Like, like at times, yeah. the major league baseball players in this tournament look like they didn't know if they could or couldn't celebrate because they like it's like, is this OK? Because normally this wouldn't be OK, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. So I don't know. There's just something that brings out the best in these guys. And uh, I really hope that it encourages them to carry over a lot of this fun to to their teams, man. Does, no does Miguel from doing it? Does Miguel Bautista really write poems? He does. Really? He used to back then. Really? Yeah, he used I did not to be, know that. Yeah, he used to be a poet. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. We're gonna have to find some Miguel Bautista oh, yeah. poems. Oh, yeah. and read them. On we the we got to read them. That's definitely for sure. Happen. For sure. But uh, we hope you guys. Uh, Mark sent another ten dollars in the Mark. You are you are the man. Uh, Mark says last donation to ask. Hey Jesse, want fruit snacks Friday? Like, do I want fruit snacks on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Every Friday. The every answer, Friday. The answer is every always. Every day of every day. There's never a time where you ask me, 
if I want fruit snacks that the answer is going to be no. Like I might not want them right now, but if you're giving to me, if you're giving them to me in a sealed package that I can take with me in my bag and eat at a later time. Oh yeah. Like you just, you fueled me up for fruit the rest snacks, of the day. They, they save pretty well. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that if you like stuff it in your backpack for a rainy day, especially you're, here in Arizona. Yeah. You're going to regret it uh, yep. later on, but fruit snacks in my experience, they, they do pretty well. So uh, yes, the answer to that question will always be yes, Mark. Not only on Fridays, but on on every day of the week. Well, if you cannot uh, rely on Mark bringing you fruit snacks, you can rely on the good folks at Circle K to take care of you on that. Stock up for March Madness at Circle K. Uh, they have iced coffees for just a dollar eighty nine. Don't pay six seven dollars for your iced coffee. Go get it for a dollar eighty nine. They also have twelve packs of beer for nine ninety nine. Red Bull two for five seventy five or three for eight dollars, which is something. I need to remember because I'm I'm totally overpaying at times for my Red Bull consumption. Uh, and they also have an in-store sweepstakes right now. Uh, hustle on Malcolm Stewart Rockstar Energy. Uh, buy two more and, and uh, you're entering in a chance to win some sort of vehicle that I can't pronounce. A Husqvarna? I'm giving it my best shot. FC 450. Uh, you guys, if you know what that is, you probably... Uh, know that I'm butchering that name, but I'm giving it my best. Uh, but make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff and be stocked up on uh, all March Madness long. Head to circlek.com slash store locator uh, to find the Circle K near you if you don't already know where that is. But we know. We know where the Circle Ks are. They're not hard to find. Uh, and while you're there, grab yourself some Four Peaks beer or wherever you get your beer. They have a wonderful variety of beer. Uh, it's my favorite beer here in the Valley. And, of course, they are local. So we want to support local. Get out there. Uh, and if you get a chance to get to their A Street Pub before the end of March, check out their spring training tours. Again, see how they make the beers. See how the ghosts help make the beers. Uh, and so much I think more. the ghosts do most of the work. Damn. They 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 work the ghosts hard over there. Is there like do they do they get paid? Like do they have to no. pay? Oh, that's a sweet that's a sweet setup they got going on over there. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, why go why see pay how that for, process works? Why pay for real human labor? Yeah, no, you you're absolutely just right. Have all the ghosts just ghost labor. The yeah, just one hundred percent ghost labor. But uh, anyway, there's uh there and they're celebrating our Arizona Cardinals, which of course you want to do with a beer in your hand when it comes around <laughs> to draft time. So they got the new coach, the new GM. Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for our guys over there uh, at State Farm Stadium. So the best place to take in this pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Shout out to Rob for the $4.99 super chat. Uh, he says, <laughs> I'll send another $5 if you guys both agree to never say the words Mason Saunders on the podcast again. I don't know. What do you think, Derek? Can we commit to that? Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. I think I could, but I don't know if I trust you to to live up to that. Now, Mark says, I'll bring more fruit snacks for the gold event if you say the words Mason Saunders on the podcast again. <laughs> and he countered your four ninety nine <laughs> with a $5 super chat. So it looks like we're saying Mason Saunders on the show going forward. Uh, sorry, Rob. Anyway. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of Mason Saunders, we know he's not going to be the biggest X factor on the Arizona Diamondbacks of 2023, but we do hope he has a bounce back season and can be a valuable piece to this pitching staff once again. But we did have a, a kind of discussion today and we started talking about who could end up being the biggest X factor for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I, I, I first want to qualify what an X factor is. So that would have to be somebody, uh, with, with currently kind of, not not very high expectations, you would say. Yeah? yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think of an X factor as a player 
where like the difference between the floor and the ceiling is particularly high. Okay. Um, and, and also where, yeah, you're, you're not necessarily expecting to get that much. Um, you know, if you're expecting a guy to be a five war player or something, they're probably not going to be your, your X factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, sure. so, uh, you want to go first or shall I, I? I, I, I do. And I think it relates okay. to the recent injury that we had. I think, I think I might've already been feeling like Gabriel Moreno was going to be uh, an X factor for this team. But now I almost feel like he kind of has to be in a way. There's a role. There's a there's there's an opportunity for him to step up into. And from what we've seen so far, I'm very excited about the kind of full time baseball player he could be behind the plate for this team. And more importantly, with a bat in his hand at yeah. the dish. Right. That's a good point because it's like uh, before, if he's you know getting uh, you know forty percent of the starts at catcher, thirty percent or whatever it was going to be. It's like the impact that he can have on the team is pretty limited, no matter how good he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Carson Kelly out for the first couple months of the season, it's like, yeah, Car you know, Gabby Moreno's got some runway here to really exactly. prove himself. Yeah, exactly. And it also makes me wonder, is Carson Kelly still going to get 60% of the reps or whatever that number was going to be when he gets back? Or is yeah. Gabby Moreno going to have shown the Diamondbacks that he is already so good that you might want to stick with him as your as your main guy and then, you know, just get Carson Kelly in there 30 or 40 percent of the time or whatever that looks like. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of interesting dynamics there. Now, I am concerned, if I'm being honest, about his relationship with the pitchers and how this how, how his sudden involvement now at a at a higher rate is going to impact the pitching staff. But sure, I haven't heard very many concerns about his defense. I will say that the one thing about Carson Kelly is he's like Christian Walker. He's very good back there, and he does it quietly. He's pretty good. Like, I wouldn't say Car like Carson Kelly is not, like, the best framer. He's not, like, the best blocker. He doesn't have the best arm, but he's, like, pretty decent in everything. And all of that stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and so, but I will say, like, my point being is, like, you kind of, you, you kind of just get used to Carson Kelly being back there and doing the thing yeah. at times, right? Like Christian Walker at first base, right? Um, Christian you, Walker is a much better is, first baseman than Carson Kelly is a catcher. You're not will, wrong, but there's but there's not a lot of catchers in baseball. You know what I mean? The the, uh, the there's a limited amount of great catchers. I'm not going to put Carson Kelly into that category, but sure, I will say that once you lose someone like Kelly, you quickly notice his absence. Is is I guess my thought there? Yeah, um, and you also notice that like like Carson Kelly wasn't a great hitter last year and hasn't been a great hitter, but I don't want to take a shot at Jose Herrera, but it's a drastic. The, it's a drastic. The step bat down. is pretty yeah. is pretty light, and yeah. and there's a difference between Carson Kelly's below average bat and Jose Herrera's below average bat. Very true. Uh, which you know, hopefully he's able to to make some strides in that sense coming into this season. But spring training numbers haven't looked so good for Jose Herrera yeah. so far. And honestly, in the past, I mean, we know that the Diamondbacks have kind of knowingly sacrificed the fact that he's not as good offensively. Uh, to work with certain pitchers like Madison Bumgarner has said in the past that he liked working with Jose Herrera, right? But hopefully that same kind of relationship can be formed now with uh, Gabriel Moreno, especially with the fact that they have uh, no other choice, really. Not not, yeah. a, not a great other choice. Another super chat from Elizabeth. What is good? Forty nine ninety nine. Elizabeth says two hundred dollars looks better. Yeah, wow. yeah, it does. Ah. We appreciate you, Elizabeth. We also think two hundred dollars looks it's better. very true. It's very true, and we love you guys. Thank you guys so much for this. This has been incredible. 
Uh, we so just got to get them all competing against each other. Yeah, Derek. that's yeah, that's the best that's way it. to do yeah, this. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Kianes <laughs> Masforte. Uh, right now, Elizabeth is Masforte. Uh, what do you got though? Who do you think is going to be an X factor for this team in twenty twenty? I'm I'm torn between two guys, okay. but the the one that I'm officially going to pick is Cattell Marte. Oh, um, okay. Not and I it's it's a little on the edge because I know that Cattell Marte's uh, floor is relatively high. Right. You're not you're not looking at even even if Cattell, you know, is pretty much the same player that he was last year. That's a decent player. Right. I mean, Cattell played one hundred and thirty something games, uh, was a slightly above average offensive player, not great on defense. He wasn't a great player, but he was a a decent major leaguer. Right. And I think a lot of people are already expecting him to bounce back offensively, at least a little bit. He's also looked a little bit better defensively as well. So there are some expectations there. What I will say, though, is that Cattell was a very, very, very good hitter in 2019 and 2021. So good. The kind of hitter that this Diamondbacks team has been lacking ever since Paul Goldschmidt left. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and Cattell was yeah. kind of that guy. I mean, yeah. he kind of did fill those shoes he in did. 2019 pretty dang well. And in 2021, there were all those injuries. But when he was on the field, he was a, a similar a similar caliber of hitter. That's something that the Diamondbacks sorely need a presence in, in the middle or at the top of the lineup who, you know, 900 OPS, 950 OPS, something like that. Um, that would be a total game changer for this team. And I think it would, I think it would substantially raise the ceiling of where the Diamondbacks can go. If Cattell is a star, if he is, you know, a near MVP level player, as he showed himself to be, as he has shown himself to be at times last few years, that would be enormous for this team more so than, than any other guy that I can really think of. Uh, Elizabeth is the MVP of the chat right now because she's trying to like, Get get the get this chat together Ooh, so that we we're, can we're competing go up with against the Suns, the Suns chat, chat now. Oh, all which right, hasn't all right. Go, like hasn't even gone yet. She's just confident that they're going to rake it in, and she's probably right about that. But you know what? It's fine. I uh, we had a four hundred something dollar we're, uh, yeah, super chat on the on ASU show yeah. today. I believe. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. But uh, you know what? We're good. We're doing well, and you guys have been excellent so far. So let's see if we can push it up. If you're here in the chat, make sure uh, to to chip in if you can. Uh, it's for a great cause. Ryan House, absolutely outstanding cause. And we're all about uh, doing everything we can to raise money for that. And I'll tell you what, if, if you were planning on buying me drinks on Friday or a present, which I know Jesse was going to do. Oh, of course. Just put it towards Ryan House right now in the chat. <laughs> just do that. And then that way we can raise some more money. I guess in, in the opposite direction, Jesse, are there players you are potentially concerned about not – living up to maybe the expectations that we've set for them. Maybe some guys that had a good season last year. Mm. Um, the, well, I'm torn on where to go with Zach gallon because we've talked a little bit about his velo being down. Sure. I don't know if I would say I'm concerned like Zach gallon is going to be terrible this year or anything. Spring training has been pretty terrible, but eh, you don't necessarily worry about that too much. Um, I think that Christian Walker is a guy to keep an eye on. He's looked great in spring training. Uh, no, no concerns from what I've seen there. But I will say that Christian Walker had a really good year last year, like a really, really good year. And I don't know if it's fair to expect him to be that guy again. Uh, he literally finished, I believe it was third in wins above replacement among first basemen 
behind only Paul Goldschmidt and Freddie Freeman. Like, that's pretty darn pretty good, good company. company. I mean, yeah. he was better than Vladimir yeah. Guerrero Jr. He was better than Pete Alonso, according to Wins Above Replacement. And I I don't know if it's quite and fair to expect more, him to do that again. And, and he had more defensive run saved than anybody else. He had an absurd, league. just an absurd year yeah. defensively, at least according to, to what the metrics had to say. So I'm not expecting Christian Walker to you know, take a huge step back. I, I wouldn't say I'm that concerned about him reverting back to his 2021 self, which was not a good year. He was a, a below average hitter. He was uh, not really an everyday caliber player. I wouldn't say I'm concerned about that, but I do think maybe the expectation should be tempered a little bit. Like he might not be a four war player again this year. Like we have to at least be aware that there, there might be some regression in order there for, for Christian Walker. This might be recency bias, but I'm a little worried about Merrill Kelly. That's that's fair. I think Merrill that's Kelly fair. was very, very good last year for this team at times. And I think over the last two years, he has been Merrill the mainstay. Um, and maybe it's just the fact, like, this is still like spring training. And this wouldn't panic me otherwise. But these were very big moments that we know Merrill very much wanted to be prepared and ready for. And he wanted the ball in these situations. He just didn't have a good... You know, he just didn't have a good World Baseball Classic tournament. He just yeah. didn't go his way, right? You hate to judge a guy on, on you know, like three innings or whatever it was right. that he totaled in the WBC. Right. But, Especially when yeah. in a normal game, in a normal game, we know that there's a good chance that Merrill could give up three runs, four runs potentially early on, but then but clamp down go seven and innings go seven innings and not yeah. give up another run the rest of the game and give the team a chance to win, right? Yeah. We've seen that dozens of times out of out of Merrill Kelly so I don't know I just think that uh there is a little bit of that concern for me and I honestly I am concerned about the starting pitching rotation if Merrill Kelly remains their number two guy it's not to take anything away from him but if this yeah. team wants to be successful I feel like you know Dre Jameson or somebody kind of need to slide up maybe not maybe not literally into that number two role behind him in the starting rotation but just like as far as production wise, we saw that out of yeah. both Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson last year that they had the ability to do that. Uh, Mark Solera gave another super chat for $20. I think now I have to bring Mark Solera fruit <laughs> snacks on Friday. I think that <laughs> flopped after how much money he's donated uh, because the Suns chat needs a bar to climb over. You're All right. right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and you're my oos. Uh, and we're going to do the handshake on Friday when I see you. <laughs> um, last, you had a really good uh topic from an article that you were writing uh which was uh what is the best worst case best case worst case and most likely scenario for the diamondbacks and were you just meaning as far as like their record yeah yeah, yeah their record and and i guess i mean you could throw playoffs in there as well um what is what is the the best possible outcome for them this year uh, what is the worst? And then what do you see as being the, the most likely, the most likely outcome? Am I being pessimistic or realistic when I have a hard time with my best case scenario being that the Diamondbacks win the World Series? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just I saying. Mean, I guess, the fact, like, I guess not, I've already answered by the fact that I'm laughing right now. Yeah, but right. Like, but I mean, no, like, like, like what? You know, I mean, like you're you're giving me an opportunity to think of the best case scenario. And that, in my mind, is not a possibility. Is what I'm okay, saying. Okay, you're saying it's not a possibility. Yeah, it's like it's not even like so I'm asking, am I being pessimistic if that if, if sure. it's not even a possibility in my mind, or is that more Jesse being realistic and well, impacting me? In as, as in a, your in your defense, like I, I do think it's a little crazy to come out and say, like, realistically, 
you know, the Diamondbacks could win the World Series. Like I, I think that's right. that's a little that's a little out there for me. Right. Um, but I will say that we've we've talked a little bit about the the Phillies being a team that the Diamondbacks might have to catch in order to get in the postseason. Uh, and the Phillies, last I checked, were in the World Series last year, right? Yeah. And and we view them as a team that the Diamondbacks could possibly compete with this year. Uh, not that you're favoring the D-backs over the Phillies necessarily, but there is a a scenario that exists where the Diamondbacks wind up with a better record than the Phillies. I don't yeah. think that's a totally outrageous so, claim. Like my best case, best case scenario is the Diamondbacks win like 92 games. Okay, that's my best case scenario. The Diamondbacks yeah. get a playoff position, they win 92 games, and and advance. I think the thing that this fan base would just love is just to advance. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be a deep playoff run, but I think in a best advancing case scenario, past the wild card, advance round. past the wild card round, get into a point where you're playing, you're you're one of you know the last eight teams left in baseball playing for yeah. the spot. And, That'd be crazy, you know, just just that kind of excitement that could then keep that ball rolling to the future. And and honestly, when you look at this lineup, you look at this team, and you see how young and exciting they are. There's a lot to entice free agents or other guys that might want to play here to come be a part of this team, right? I know we, the Diamondbacks don't have the money to do that, but I don't know if they need the superstars as much as they'll just need some other quality baseball players to help enhance, you know, yeah. their their weak points that they have as, as things kind of, you know, progress. Yeah, I mean, baseball does have this like anything can happen quality to it which does make it so that for a team that has at least some chance of making the playoffs, you almost have to say that winning the World Series is at least like, like it could, I mean, it could happen, right? Like you wouldn't say it's could super realistic. Happen there, but, right, like, but it just doesn't, that's what I'm saying. Like if you were to ask me like best case scenario, it my mind doesn't even go right there, which is where it should go for most good teams. Most yeah. good teams, you should be able to see some sort of outcome where the result is that they win the championship. And yeah. I just don't see that for this team this year. I, I don't think that winning the NL West, I wouldn't call that, that like a realistic no, best case scenario. I don't scenario. think so either. I think I the think best so the best case scenario is you could get you could go deep in the playoffs once you're in the thing. You never know what could happen. But the best case scenario is the Diamondbacks get a wild card spot. Um I think I think we can say that pretty comfortably. I, I just don't I mean Overcoming either the Dodgers or the Padres in the division would be enormous. Overcoming both of them just feels like a pie in the sky. Like that that's just not realistic for me. Worst case scenario, talking Jake is right. And they win less seventy three. Seventy three games. Uh, I don't like that. And I think honestly, anything from that point down is bad. Like I don't yeah. like I, yeah you could say lose a hundred games is probably the worst case scenario like to progress that yeah, poorly. I mean, but based on that twenty twenty one season, man, you kind of feel like yeah they could win fifty five. Like the whole the whole team gets hurt. Everyone who you're expecting good things from stinks. Right, uh, Corbin Carroll turns out to be uh you know a slap hitting singles guy who doesn't really do anything else but fucking um, take it back take it back right now don't, yeah I but want you you're not back. you're not really i i don't really the d-backs have so much depth at this point that it would take an utterly catastrophic range of, of injuries and a catastrophic collection of injuries to happen for this team to be under probably 70 i, I think that would be uh, kind of like the baseline for me uh, could they lose more games than they did last year? I guess so. Uh, certainly not something that, that we're expecting, but 
with enough injuries and you know a few guys who who don't perform like you're expecting them to that 2021 season i think uh kind of sobered a lot of diamondbacks yeah. fans into thinking yeah. like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the floor can be pretty darn low if enough things go wrong. Uh, there's a there's a comment. Get to three hundred dollars, you're not welcome back on Southwest Bias from the <laughs> boss. I was gonna make a Bruce Springsteen joke, but then Mark Solera made it for me. Um, I'll also say uh, I own Southwest Bias currently. Uh, I am the founder and proprietor of Southwest Bias currently, and until you beat me. Uh, you're not I'm not going anywhere, but he's right. Uh, let's get to three hundred dollars or else maybe I won't be welcome back uh, on that show or any show did, uh, anymore. Did producer Damon just drop four ninety nine? He did. Of course. He did. Oh, all right. Let's all go. Right. And, he, and he dropped a sticker, which is apparently, as described here, a Shiba <laughs> dog in a combat position. You can't see the sticker, but we get a description of the sticker, did, did which is guys... even better than seeing the actual sticker, if I'm being honest. Uh, you guys want to thank me for my service? We do. We thank you so much cool. for your service, Appreciate Damon. That. Damon, we love you. Damon's the best. Um, you guys, uh, most likely scenario before we move on? Most likely for me is between 80 and 83 wins. That's what I That's what I wrote um, for this site that they asked me some questions and, and asked, me, asked me this question. Most likely scenario, I think, is probably between 80 and 83. Um, I can't argue with an, that. An improvement from last year. Uh, you know, some optimism going into 2024. I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. I would it wouldn't shock me if it was 85, 86. That yeah. still wouldn't shock me. Yeah. But if I'm like trying to narrow down like a a range of three wins, 80 to 83 is is what I'm going with. I'm gonna go plus 500. I'm gonna say that the Diamondbacks okay. will be over 500 by the end of the season, uh, and I feel like that is my uh, that's the best that I can. Uh, hopefully that's the most Can likely you give scenario. me a three win. I need a three win window from you, Derek. Okay. Well, we'll go, uh, 85 to 82 wins. Okay. Right. All right. 82, that puts 85, them right over 500. Right. That puts them one game over 500. That puts at least. them. Yeah. Anywhere from two games to eight games over 500. Yeah. All right. Um, no, no, it doesn't. I didn't give you that big of a range. 82 to 85. No, but 80, if you win 85 games, that means you lose 77 games. 85 minus 77. <sighs> there you go. All right. I was a math teacher, Derek. Remember? Anyway, we thank you guys for so much uh, for your chat, uh, all of your participation so far in the super chat, and all of your donations to Ryan House. You guys are the best. We thank you for being here. If you haven't done so already, we know you guys all did it. But for those that might be new around these parts, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. It makes both of us so incredibly happy when you do that. Uh, also, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, uh, shame on you for not taking part in the Ryan House donations. Give, I, I don't know how <laughs> you're probably listening to this in the future, so I don't know how to make you go back in time and join the YouTube chat. But uh, if you know what, independently, don't donate to Ryan House. It's an amazing cause, uh, and they do a lot of great work here in the Valley. So uh, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to us on your favorite audio podcasting app. Leave us a review. We always love the feedback. Uh, and grab yourself a PHNX Diehards membership. You will get unlimited access to everything that Jesse Friedman writes, not just the stuff that's not behind the pain wall, all of it. You also get Gerald. You also get Craig. You also get Howard. You get all their wonderful stuff. You get free pieces of merch from the phnxlocker.com every year you're a member. You get 20% off all future purchases. You get members-only invites to events, members-only merchandise, members-only discounts with our partners, and so much more. Plus, there is the Discord Lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, so join us today over at gophnx.com. Become a diehard 
uh, now. And while you are deciding on doing that, we know you have some furniture upgrades that are needed around the home. We've discussed this guy at length. Uh, I have a dog that right now is ruining one of my couches, and I know it's only a matter of time before I need to go to more furniture. Every single day I'm not there, she she just keeps digging. She like has to she dig. Digs. On the, yeah, wow. she like has to like make herself a spot on the couch. Uh, but before she does that, she has to dig, and the digging slowly every day is just eroding mm. it's eroding the quality of my couch so with in no time at all i will need a new couch and i will go to more furniture uh to do that and of course uh, i hope they have one that matches my other couch because i don't feel like buying a whole set but you know mm. how that goes uh i'll also get their white glove delivery service you guys should too uh, if you're looking for new furniture and you don't want to worry about how rent borrowing a friend's truck getting someone to help you yeah move, it's a nightmare uh that's something that this guy that is one very friend that you have who owns a truck do them a solid they hate you and just they they, they do yeah your your relationship with that person i already suspect is not great so so try to <laughs> try, <laughs> try to maintain that relationship as best you can buy it at more furniture and leave that poor person alone. Yep, he's right. He's right. And uh, go over today and say big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Get that white glove delivery service and save save a relationship with someone you like. Uh, we knew this was going to happen, Jesse. Before, oh, before we, we got, move on real quick, let's look at – we got our leaderboard here. We got here. our donation Ooh. leaderboard Ooh. here. PHNX Sun Devils out on top. Uh, they had a big donation. Yeah. Can you stop saying that? Uh, just saying they did really good. No. Do we have to? Really no. Should I take it away? Is it taking away? Without yeah. Being, without being big loved. Yeah. He's big loved. Big loves. Uh, but it was a big donation. That's really what got them there. Is what we're Records were meant to be broken. Records Derek, were meant to be so broken. I'm just, but, I'm just saying. Uh, we're, we're doing all right, you guys. But yeah, maybe we can squeeze past Cardinals and, and maybe squeeze are, in the first place. We there. are currently at 226. We're 100 down from Cardinals we're about. Down. We're 100 and, down. We need 100 more to surpass the cardinals and then you know the suns are coming up here so and if someone wanted to give us a nice 420 dollar donation a 420 like, oh, we shoot to the top real quick we get really fast uh but you know uh all the donations today are great we're so happy to be giving uh so much back to such a great uh great cause uh we did know though that major league baseball was potentially going to be making some tweaks to their rules and uh did we, we have know I, I did knew. you think this was gonna happen? I thought it was gonna happen. I thought what we were gonna see is a lot of a lot of feedback, a lot of suggestions, you know, things like that. But uh, you know, uh, we're already getting that before the season starts when it comes to Major League Baseball making some tweaks to their new rules. Nothing that's gonna impact, I think, even the rules too much, but just some clarifications. Yeah. We do know that one thing was a topic that Tori Lavallo brought up. Uh, that we discussed on the show quite a bit, which was, you know, Carson Kelly making the final out when he was still out there uh, and then needing to get back as the catcher to the dugout, put on his full catcher gear yeah. and then get back out, causing a pitching violation. Uh, there was caused a pitcher and a batter violation is what it caused. It so uh, that was the infamous. I think it was Joe Mantiply was at one and one before they even. Yeah, threw that, a was single pretty, pitch. that was pretty yeah. weird. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing huge here. I've had some people tell me during spring training, like, yeah, I think they're going to up it to 20 seconds with nobody on base in 25 seconds. No, I'm like, nothing no, that drastic. there is literally Absolutely no chance. Not. There is a 0% chance that happens. You're not going to come out and in enforce these rules like they have. And then with, you know, a week or two before the regular season, suddenly change everything. That would just be, uh, that would just be a, an insane change to make. 
Um, <laughs> uh, so he's standing right there too. Like I want to go fight him, but Toe I can't. Like I finish hosting the show. Us and then yeah. just and then just yeah, stare us down. Stare like, us got, down right on yeah, set yeah, while, while uh, he does it. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, pitch violations were down uh, from two point oh three per game in the first week to one point oh three per game this week. So we've already seen literally the, you know, go down. But yeah, uh, there's just there's a lot of things that I, I mean small things that they need to change because obviously there is there is the ability for teams to manipulate the rules and they don't want that they don't want teams to find uh, a hole in the new rules they don't want to find a way for them to circumvent the new rules so when they start doing that they're gonna add things that are that are changes or violations to the, yeah. to the current rules right and that's something that morgan sword great name still not giving that one. You up. really can't say the name Morgan it's Sword without talking about how great yeah, I, of a name it is. It's almost like I feel like I need to clarify that he's not like a Street Fighter character or a Dark Stalkers character, or some video game <laughs> character, right? But he's a real person. He works for MLB. He's very nice, uh, and he was very informative. And he did say that they would continue to like monitor how teams manipulate these yeah. uh, these rules and and would make sure that they could do everything they can to continue to keep things fair. And understandable, like yeah, like uh, you know, now changing the ability to review uh, the the infield rule, right? When it comes yeah, to the, the right, the you got you got to have both of your feet on the infield dirt. Uh, previously, you could review a play, you could review the position of any fielder on any of the infielders, uh, but now they've made a change where you can only review the position of the fielder who actually made the play. Yeah. who's actually or of a fielder who actually was involved in the play. Um, I don't really see that as like a huge problem that they had to fix. Like where teams going to come out and try to delay the game by just calling it like challenging <laughs> ran, like positions yeah. of random fielders just yeah, yeah. because I no, I think, okay. So I think what it is is that it didn't really impact the outcome of the play. They, they get an out. Like let's say the team batting gets an out and it didn't impact the play. But one of the coaches notices that one of their infielders had his heels on the grass or something and they didn't call it. And now they want to retroactively like review it because that guy had his heels in the grass. Right. At the end of the day, he wasn't the one that made the play to register the out, but they still are like, Oh wait, but he was doing something he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Cause it's like, yes, he, he broke like that fielder did break the rule, but it had no consequence whatsoever on the play. So we're not going to go back and review that. And we're not going to put the batter back at the plate and, and, or, we're not going to negate the out or whatever right. just happened just because right. of that. So I, I I do see where they're coming from there. Um, the most amusing uh, change by, that they've by, made. By the way, this is a clarification memo, quote unquote. So this isn't an actual rule change, but it is kind of telling everybody in Major League Baseball that there are some there there's some situations that we're addressing basically that sure. we that have come up in spring training, uh, like the pitchcom system malfunctioning and things like that. Just kind of. Uh, with with it being such a vital tool that they want to uh, prove its use in uh, in 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 games, like it hasn't been approved for the season yet, right? Is that right? When it becomes the pitch clock or the pitch, or pitch, uh, pitch <laughs> the pitch clock pitch has clock, yes. been approved for the pitch season, com. yes, uh, yeah, pitch com uh, certainly approved for catchers to initiate uh, the calls to to their pitchers, um, but yes, uh, this is from. Uh, a story from Jeff Passan over at ESPN. He did say that within the uh, next week, as soon as this week, uh, sources said the league is expected to approve uh, PitchCom for pitchers, right. which is something that we've seen a number of Diamondbacks pitchers uh, using throughout spring training. Zach Davies, I know, has done it. 
uh, Madison Bumgarner has has right. been a calling very vocal yeah, supporter. Seems like he's done that pretty much every time out. Um, so yeah, that's something we we expected to see. I think it's kind of necessary. Yeah. So they're clear. The, they're clarifying that if, with the malfunctions with the pitch com, that the umpire can give some additional time as long as it's communicated to the umpire that there's something wrong with the pitch com. So I feel like they're, you know, again, they're trying to make sure that that uh, technology is is working and useful and and part of the yeah. System. I mean, that's that's a separate issue. Yeah, yeah if yeah. they have if they have any kind of malfunctions with the system during the game, they have kind of a, a process for making sure that doesn't that doesn't delay the game. And, and, and a lot of this does seem like in case in that case and other scenarios that they want the umpires to know that they have more leniency to grant when it sure. like makes sense. It's common sense when it makes sense that this situation, you know, should allow you to, you know, withhold starting the pitch clock until, you know, like, for instance, with the catcher thing until the the pitcher is on the infield grass approaching uh, the mound instead of waiting you know or instead of doing it immediately at the two minute mark after the inning like they normally would yeah yeah there is definitely some leniency built in uh built in for umpires to kind of make some make some decisions with their own their own discretion in certain situations um the the change that i that is is definitely most amusing to me derek is uh this is also uh from jeff passon's story he wrote new standards will be enforced for bat boys and bat girls whose ability to quickly retrieve equipment will help efforts to speed up the game, according to the memo. The it's league the will evaluate really... the performances of Bat Boys and Bat Girls and could ask teams to replace them if their performance is considered substandard. You mean to tell me that you're going to evaluate the performances of Bat Boys and Bat Girls, but not your umpires? But Angel Hernandez still gets to be behind the considerably plate. more accountability for bad boys and bad girls than umpires. Yes, that is that is basically what this is saying. Cool. I kind of love that. Great. I kind of <laughs> love that. I kind of love that. I have noticed like uh, it has felt in some of these spring training games like bat boys and bat girls have really had to be on their game. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that yeah, in, in any of do. these games. Yeah, yeah. Like there are some situations where they like they have to sprint like they they really have to sprint in order to make sure they get back to the dugout in time yeah. because there's a clock like the pitcher needs to throw they can't do that if if the bat boy is still running around home plate right. or something right, like right, that right, right. so you can understand where this is coming from uh it does feel like something that's probably a a, a good idea i haven't noticed any uh any subpar uh, bat boys I, I or did, bat girls I to did, this point. I did but. notice one thing. It was when the Diamondbacks were taking on the Seattle Mariners. Okay. And there was a ball that rolled back to the backstop. And the bat boy was kind of by me where I was taking some pictures. And he, he like made his move to like go out there. But you could see he was indecisive. He did not know if he had enough time. Oh. And he didn't like want to stop the game. Like, and he didn't know if he could just leave that ball out there. Sure. So he kind of like, like, hesitated and then stopped and stayed in their it's little tough. in their tough. little area and then my favorite part about it was the umpire kind of glanced over at him glanced back at the ball glanced back over at him like are you going to do something about it and then had to call time so that he could run out there and grab the ball because they can't leave like wow. a ball back there, I guess. Yeah. You know, just in case something happens. Yeah, you right? wouldn't can't. want the catcher running back right. to like and slipping make a on the ball, on right? Yeah. Even though you have like the entire coaching staff all right there sitting out on yeah. the field during spring training games, which is just the best seat in the can house. Can you they imagine though? Like, could you imagine calling like this poor 10 year old into your office and being like, 
Sorry, Billy. I got to let you go. Listen, you're just not fast enough. We have to have a difficult conversation. <laughs> We've been evaluating your performance. Um, kind of had a conversation with you about uh, shaving down, you know, your uh, bat pickup time there by about like 20, you know, about to about down to 20, 22 seconds max. Um, your well, 20 is, or 22 seconds. That'd be way too your, long. Your average Derek. is still up there at like 27. Yeah, no, I know. I, I don't even know how to evaluate these kids, but holy crap. Uh, good luck with that and your monster. That's all I have to say. Mm. I still think it's hilarious though. Like you said, that, that's, that, that seems to be the point of most accountability here is the bat boys and bat girls, right? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, well, big shout out to everybody that donated to Ryan house. You guys are awesome. Yes. Uh, thank you for your donations. Thank you for everything. Uh, if you are interested in fantasy football advice, don't ask me. I am not the person to ask. Jesse might be better to ask, but he's probably still well, fantasy football. Did I say fantasy football? I, I think you I th said football. I, you don't I, want to I ask think me I said for fantasy, fantasy baseball football advice. I said, Damon, did I say baseball or football? You said football. I did say football. Yeah, I think yeah, just, no, I'm going to go back yeah, and listen to that. Just, I don't believe you guys, but anyway, I'm pretty sure you fantasy baseball. I'm definitely a, a source on fantasy football, but not baseball, but uh, we got <laughs> your source. That's ironic. Over at Rob. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I've told you fantasy baseball is a very difficult sport to be a part of, uh, but if you want to get in on your league you want to dominate your fantasy baseball season check out our friends over at rotowire they have your cheat sheets custom player rankings and so much more uh let their experts analyze any questions you guys have all the wild baseball stats that you need they got mock drafts they got so much more you don't have a lot of time uh the baseball season is right around the corner and i'm sure those drafts are happening so make sure to check out all the options they have including their ask the expert function premium fat fantasy draft kits and so much more they also don't just do baseball. They do do fantasy football, and they also do fantasy golf, soccer, NASCAR, XFL. Uh, that's still football and more. I just wanted to clarify for you. Uh, but <laughs> I know course, what the XFL is, Derek. Okay. Come on. Now. I believe you. Uh, for a limited time, Rotowire is offering a free two-day trial to our listeners. Uh, just go to rotowire.com slash PHNX to register. Absolutely no commitments. They are so confident that you like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan that they don't even ask for a credit card up front. So take a peek behind the play, paywall, and when the trial is done, you can decide if a Roto-Wire package is right for you. Uh, and also, if you're looking for a fun place to spend your spring break, uh, make sure to check out Rock uh, Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Uh, they have all sorts of fun daily specials uh, during this time of the year. Uh, you can also book some fun there uh, ahead of time. Big groups, they got you taken care of. They have the kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcades, great food and drinks, and so much more. Uh, they got $4 Jameson orange shots, special food menu, including all sorts of March uh, delicacies, including Irish nachos, shamrock pizza, corned beef and cabbage, green lanes, Irish music, and so much more. So spend your time here in March over at the Octane Raceway. Beat your friends in kart racing and then all sorts of video games. Uh, and uh, uh, if you have a friend like Sean DePaz, don't take him. Because if he's going to beat you and stuff, it's not going to be a great time. So leave him at home, uh, but take the friends that you can beat. Uh, that's why I hang out with Jesse. Uh, winning Wednesdays, by wow. the way. Half price arcade games all day long. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch you get beat on Friday in ping pong to Cooked. just back up this theory. But mm. much like you said to me before Southwest Bias today, um, don't disappoint me, Jesse. Don't let me down. You know, 
got Mark. Uh, we got, uh, I think Danielle's going to be there. So I need you to need to step up and ping pong this. Oh, uh, Max is going down. Oh too. yeah, Max. Yeah, oh, yeah, Max is on his list. Jesse's got a list, just like, uh, just like. Uh, yeah, me and Zach me and Zach Gallon keep keep lists. But like yes, that. Uh, yeah. make sure to join us out at the PHNX Tea Party this Friday. Uh, it is my birthday, and more importantly, we're gonna have the Suns Watch Party out there uh, with all sorts of fun to be had. Uh, let's hit some golf balls. Let's have some food. Let's have a great time. So join us out at Dobson Ranch for the PHNX Tea Party. Uh, and you can get more information on that over at gophnx.com. We thank you guys so much for being here. Again, thank you so much for your donations. We thank you guys for uh, always being here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks. I'm not forgetting Damon. He's at Damon Dog. Uh, but, of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You better not forget him. I, I got yeah, our own producer time. gave He's, us a super yeah, chat he did. today, Derek. He did. It, not just a super chat, a super sticker. That a we super got sticker. The description. Oh, yeah, we sticker. couldn't see the sticker. We couldn't but... see the sticker, but uh, <laughs> the description was better than the sticker. So uh, it's, Elizabeth, it's Elizabeth says, "I said football too." Damn it, damn it, Elizabeth. I yeah. trust you. I don't trust these two guys. But uh, again, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate the donations today to Ryan House and keep it going, Suns. We got Coyotes. We got so much more tonight. So let's see yeah. if we can raise a tremendous amount of money for a very, very worthy cause. Uh, on behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, I'm throwing Damon in there first. Uh, we thank you guys so much for your time tonight. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you do something great for a good cause.